Welcome back to another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rollski. And to my left, I got a guy here who needs no introduction. Uncle Buck's back for back-to-back weeks. First time ever. First time. I'm going for the Joey Votto record. Most, it, like, just consecutive back-to-back. Seven? Episodes. Seven episodes in a row? Give me eight of them and I'll be happy. Oh, shit. You're more than welcome. Nah. Eight it's in too, a row. That's too much. No, that's not too much. That's, I don't know. That's, would your wife divorce you if you were on eight Fridays in a row? I think she would get the papers printed out. <laughs> yeah. She would set them in front of me and make me make a decision. What decision would you make? <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to answer that. Okay. You don't have to answer that. So, um, you got a dog. We talked about it on the last podcast. And uh, there was one question that stuck out to me that you asked Troy. And you said you would you'd probably find out this upcoming week how that went. And the question was, has your dog ever licked you or your partner while you were in the bedroom at any point in time? And Troy said that he wasn't going to answer the question. So, me and you both, I mean, we kind of knew what the answer was. So, fill me in. We have not, we haven't had time. Between work, we haven't, we haven't experimented yet, but I can just tell the way the dog looks at me, she's going to lick. She's going to be a licker. But the thing is, her bed is so tall right now, and she's not real big. She's going to have a challenge of getting up there, so it's kind of just like, it's just weird it's at just, this point. Well... I mean, it just takes time until she gets bigger, and then she's going to be on that bed the whole time. Well, let's face it, Clay. When that dog is big, it's going to be bigger than myself. Very well could be. It's going to be large. But other than that... How much does a German Shepherd typically weigh? I guess the males are anywhere between like 100 to 105 pounds. Well, you weigh more than that. Well, yeah, but I'm not that tall. You put her on her back legs, she's going to be like six, six feet tall. Yeah, that's true. How tall are you? Eh, give or take a couple inches, like five seven. Five seven. Hey, that's average. Buck forty. Give or take. If my if I have rocks in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Uh, no man. I mean, we're just hanging out on a Friday night. Just me and Buck in studio. Uh, anything interesting happened this week? You you want to talk about before we get off to a was, hot start here? I was kind of disappointed. I've. Uh, Jared was on a couple episodes ago, and I see the katana to the left of me right now. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know, I left the bazooka that I was going to give gift to the Sip and Serve podcast at the house. So at some point, you guys will get a bazooka. A but bazooka? Tonight, yeah, a bazooka. Hot damn baby. So, But substitute tonight, I did listen to your guys' Pop-Tarts. And overall, I, I enjoyed the top five flavor of the Pop-Tarts, but... Nobody mentioned the hot fudge Sunday. Okay. So I was at the gas station today, right? And I don't know what in the fuck is going on in the town of Frankfurt tonight. If somebody got paychecks, a new stimulus check, if the apocalypse is going on or what, but it was it was banging. Well, this is this is the thing. You're you used to, you grew up here. I mean, you were used to this. You lived here for I don't know what. 20, 22. 23 years, 23, 22, 23 years. So you've seen, you know, how popular that gas station actually is. But you've been away for a while. You moved away and you were, what, 15 miles away, give or take? Yeah. And so, it's, it's got a more of abundant of gas stations. Right. But Franktown, 
we've got i didn't even know this like these many people lived in frankfurt like <laughs> it looked like a drive-in movie theater with all these fucking cars that's every friday that's every saturday in the evening time when people are getting off work or loading up their coolers it to, was madness it was like black friday at, yeah at best buy every friday me and kyle roll in from work and that place you can't find a parking spot you just can't do it. Sometimes he's got to drop me off at the house and I got to get in my truck and go up later because so, it's so packed. Let me ask you this. I hate it. Am I a dickhead for knowing that I'm not buying gas, but I parked at a pump? Absolutely not because I did it after I got off work today because that was the only place open. But I hate it. I hate it too. And the thing is, I hate people that do that. Yes. But today, I had to do it because it was so crowded. And that makes me even a bigger dick that I didn't make it look like I was getting gas because my gas tank was on the opposite side. See, I, I at least made it look like I had pumped gas. No, no, I man. even opened up the, but the, the thing, gas tank. But the thing, thing is, man, I'm a Frankfurtorian. I've been oh, here. You might as well just run for fucking mayor. Yeah. You think we could do a Halloween Frankfurt sip and serve float? That's a great fucking idea. I think that. That would be a awesome. sip and serve float. A sip and serve float. Yep. With all the guests on the float. Oh, all of us. Just you can during even do candy. a live fucking cast during the parade. Yeah. Hell yeah. <sighs> I just threw a soft toss. Oh, and I just hit it out of the fucking park. No, no. actually, actually, you threw the soft toss and you hit it yourself because I didn't really do nothing there. You came up with it. I kind of have a chubby right now. Dude, that's a great idea. Speaking of that, hey, uh, I was thinking today at work, we're going to get back to your gas station adventure. But speaking of, you know, the float and doing like a live cast. I think I mentioned this to you, I don't know, it was like a month or two ago, and it, it never it never panned out because they never got back with me, but what do you think about like me, you, and Corey with the K on the board, and Troy doing like a uh, live show? Where? Like if we could get like a local bar and, me, and we do a live show. I was thinking more like the lion's den. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if they, anywhere that'll have us. Could you imagine that? Semi truck drivers coming in at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> We're just there talking on bikes, <laughs> just slinging dildos. Every, around. <laughs> everybody who walks into this building, we're inviting on. We just want to talk to him for a minute or two. Yeah, ask him what they're looking for. We can help them find it, and we could even do a review there. Yeah, what like what's your what are you looking for? In your voyage, like, why are you stopping here? Yeah. Just find out every little detail. Are you here for a video, a DVD, a toy, some lube, maybe, some lingerie? Whatever sparks your interest, we can talk about. We, just, just hop on the mic. That's, yeah. That, but honestly, I was thinking more like a bar or something. Just something like a hole in the wall that would have us for an hour. We could do like a, just a little gig. I think that would be amazing. I think it would be fun. And the thing that I could promise this bar is we will pack the house. Yeah. With just people that would show up for the podcast. Right. Just that they might never have ever stepped foot in your bar before, but I can guarantee you we will pack your house. You're going to make more money in that one night than they made the entire month. Well, I wouldn't say that, but I said, I would say we're going to make you more money in that one night than you, than you ever have in one night. Okay. That's fair enough. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I would I would bet my life savings. And the, the thing is, we wouldn't even really have to like have like notes or anything because what we would do 
we would do like a uh, just ask the studio or the the audience. Yeah, ask the audience. Like we'd pass around a bucket, Ooh. and they could like write down any questions they wanted, and we would answer them on stage. And then at the end, we would do like we'd come up with like a some kind of funny draft and me, you and Troy, and then we'd, we'd involve Corey and we could just do a, like a live quick fantasy draft on stage and they could boo us for our picks or cheer if they liked the pick. You know what I mean? I think that'd be great. I think the sky's the limit with that idea. We could do it. Now, if you, if anybody out there knows a bar that'd be interested, hit the email, sipandservepot at gmail.com. Back to the gas station. What you got for me? Well, uh, going back to later podcasts, you guys, Hit on the pop tarts. Yeah, I liked the top five. I'm not a Wildberry fan, so my top five would have had what I brought tonight, which our local grocery store didn't have, but the gas station did, and it had a pack of two, which is perfect because there's two of us. Two of us. So I brought the hot fudge sundae. I recommend them in the toaster, not the microwave. So go ahead, and if you want to open that pack up. Well, you caught me at a bad time because I got a chew in, so I'm going to have to throw that out. This adds a little flavor. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Okay, so we got the hot fudge sundae. If you guys can hear that, I'm opening up the pack here live on air. Yeah. We're going to do a live tasting. And oddly enough, DG said he likes to rip them in half and kind of lick the goo, like tongue it. Yeah. And he had me rolling because that's exactly what I do. Okay, so I got a half of a hot fudge sundae here. Give it a and little. which one did you say that you think this will replace? The Wildberry. The Wildberry. Now, where was that on our top five? I you? think it made five. Okay, five. I think you guys had a discrepancy of like what one could make the fifth pick, and you guys took Wildberry. You guys hear that, Jim? I'm just trying this live on air. If that's coming through your radios, you know it's gooey. And it is gooey. And that is good. Man, that is good. Hot Fudge Sunday. I think this is my number one. Right out of the toaster. Now, this is good without it being toasted. Exactly. So you add the toasted factor to And it'd to be that. melted. Melted, just like a hot fudge. The, the name doesn't lie. And you need a glass of milk. Mm. Cut them in half and dip them in your glass of milk. So how's that? What's that suit you? Oh, this is way better than Wildberry. Top three? I was never a Wildberry guy. They just liked it, so I put it in there. Okay. This... It's good. It bangs. This remind yes. <laughs> Speaking of bangs, you see Joey bang last He's night. He's banging. Yeah. This reminds me of kind of like a s'more. See, that's where I had the toss up. S'more is in my top five. Probably as my number one or number two with that. They do have a similar like flavor, but I think this one just hits a little more. I think the crust is a little different. It is different. S'mores like a graham cracker. Yeah. I'm not really sure what that is, I think but it's, it's good. like a chocolate cookie. Yeah, kind of. But, but yeah, I agree, Buck. I've never had that before. This I'm, is your first time. First so time I ever. It. So, yeah, you popped my cherry. You popped my... Uh, your tongue? Pop, my, you popped my Pop-Tart Sunday cherry. Okay. And it was very good. So, yeah, that would definitely be in my top five. You think DG would like it? Oh, I, abs- I know DG would like it. And I know Corey would like it. I don't know if they've had that. They might have mentioned it. That's been a few episodes back, man. I can't remember. I don't. I, don't, I, I can't remember surprised. what I did fucking yesterday, let alone three weeks ago when we talked about Pop-Tarts. I bet you drank a beer. Where? Yesterday. No, I didn't. What? False. I didn't grill out. I haven't grilled out for a while, man. You know how I've been talking about on the podcast earlier in summer how I love to grill out? I've been slacking. I've been slacking major, man. You been grilling lately? No. Really? 
See, you were you're a grill master too. Yeah. So we've both been slacking. The move and the pup, man. I mean, you wouldn't think that a dog could whip your ass. Oh, puppies! I, I couldn't imagine having a newborn kid. I mean, this dog is killer. It's well trained. I mean, if you do what you're supposed well, to it's do, good it's, practice for it's you. easy. But she's she's a needy little bitch, man. <laughs> what do you mean by needy? Just whining and always wanting to be on you, wanting like to play. Like if you leave her alone, is she crying? No. Okay. Maybe for a little bit, and then you're like, "Hey, calm down. I'll be right back." But it's just like she wants to be by your side a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. I don't know if it's because she's missing her, you know, her pup, like her her brothers and sisters and her mom and dad, which an entire week has went by. And nothing has changed. She's smart as a tack. I mean, we've already got her trained on the majority of the stuff that you would, you know, you would want your pup to be trained on. Well, that's going what, outside, not doing it in, you know, the house. Not right now. She's going through a biting stage, which they say these German shepherds are like sharks, right? And it's just, I don't want to beat her, dude. It's, I don't want to be mean. That's all puppies, though. Every puppy goes through a biting stage. Next, she's going to be chewing on your carpet or chewing on your furniture. I mean, that's just a puppy. And you got to think, man, these German Shepherds, like you said, she's smarter than a tack. If she's a German Shepherd, they're they're known for being one of the smartest dogs in the world. Yeah, well, then go to your fucking crate that you have with 100 chew toys and chew on one of the 100 toys. Okay, well, listen. That's where the trainer comes in because I, she's just, it's just like a newborn child. She's got to, she's got to learn how to walk. This one's got to learn how not to chew. Okay. Good point. I mean, that's a valid point. I, I mean, she's, to, I how, old be is, better, how, how old is she? Like she's nine ten weeks? Week, ten, ten weeks. Ten weeks. Yeah. I mean, okay. She's a baby. I mean, she's a hell of a lot smarter than I was at she's, nine years old, she's, let alone she's, 10 weeks. She's, she's been alive for fucking three months, Buck. Give her a break. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, she's she's surpassed my expe- like expectations of what, how to train a dog. I guess in the past I've had dumb dogs. Brody, which was an English bulldog, that thing was dumb as hell. That thing was pretty stupid. So this is this has been a lot easier in the transition of like teaching her potty train and all that fun shit, which it's not fun at all. But we're getting there. It's just patience. It takes time, man. Takes time. Speaking of Brody, hey, man, there was a few times I stayed over at your house and I didn't get a lick of goddamn sleep over there because that son of a bitch was lay right on the floor beside the couch and just snore the whole time. He was a good dog. He was just dumb. He was loyal. Uh, I think he, what was he, 11? Dude, he lived long for an English bulldog. For an English bulldog. And he was, he was a good dog. He just uh, he ran out of time. I mean, eleven's a good life for a dog. A I, long time. I had Boozer, man, and I, it was a white boxer. And I mean, there, there's stuff out there that veterinarians say that you know white boxers don't live very long. And I experienced one that didn't either. I think he lived to like three or four, and that was it. That was Boozer. Boozer, the white one. Did he go like nuts? Like yeah. schizophrenic. Yeah, like just lost his mind, and then finally he like started having seizures and shit. And the doctor said there's no he, there's no coming back for him. So I mean, I mean, eleven. I'd be I'd love eleven years. So I had one for three, and it, it killed me to put him down. But you know, let's stop. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's move yeah. on. Dude, we're sixteen minutes in. We hadn't even got to the we're, main topic we're, yet. We're crying. We're now. we're crying. <laughs> talking about our dogs. But anyway, let's get into the main topic this week. Uncle Buck. 
I sent you a text this week and I said, hey, I need you back on, you know. I'd love to have you on. You're you're a Frankfurtorian now. You're right down the street. I only need you for an hour and a half probably. Can you make it? I mean, if I wasn't a lazy fuck, I could run here. But no, I get in my truck and I drive and it takes 30 seconds. So, yes. Yeah. So I can make it. Uncle Buck said he could make it, but I could pull the panties to the side and come on the show. You know? (laughs) That's right. That's right. And the, the thing is, he didn't say... I can make it. He texted back and said, let's raise some hell. And I really didn't have any plans for this week when you said, let's raise some hell. And I was like, oh, man, I got to start planning because this is going to be a good one. So I got to thinking and I planned another, you know, rated R uncensored podcast because, I mean, I you're great for it. But I thought to myself and I asked a few people. And they said, I don't know if I'd go back to back rated R. <laughs> because, you know, some people don't like listening to that shit. Yeah. I mean, which, which we get. That's why we give the warnings beforehand. Most people just like to stop at page one on Pornhub. Yeah. Clay and I, we, like, we might travel 16 to 69, depending. <laughs> but uh, no, he said, let's raise some hell. So I said, all right. So I got to plan and I planned out a rated R and then I, I scratched it. So that's coming up. I don't know. Maybe two, three weeks we'll do it. But, uh, I got to thinking, raise some hell. Man, that'd be a great title for a podcast. So I said, well, that's what this podcast is going to be about. And there wasn't anyone other than this cat that I'm going to tell you about right now that raised more hell in this past week. Let's hear it. Let's do it. This guy right here raised more hell than anybody this past week. His name is Maxwell Barry. Have you heard of him? Have not, but he sounds like he went to an Ivy school. He might have because his parents are rich. Maxwell. Yeah. In this story, he said that his parents are worth $2 million, which, is that something to brag about? Let's just start on that. I feel like a person's life is worth way more than that. That's what I'm saying, but this guy got in trouble, and he started yelling, my parents are worth $2 million. I'm not going to get in trouble. But is $2 million enough to be, like, bragging, like, to, like, news media and, like, Let's be everybody around you? Let's be honest, Clay Bird. If you and I got arrested in Frankfurt and our parents were worth $2 million. Would we, would we yell that, though? I would fucking yell it. <laughs> uh, fair I enough. would yell it if my parents were worth, like, ten grand. Like, you know who my dad is? You know who my dad is? He mows that guy's fucking yard. Ten grand. <laughs> so, anyway, let's meet Maxwell Berry. Where's he at? Maxwell Barry is a gentleman who got duct taped to his seat on a Frontier Airlines right. plane. See, I, this is something I scrolled past. I didn't think it was real. Oh, dude. So I have not read it. So right now I'm open. I'm okay. So let's break this down. Maxwell Barry was a passenger on a Frontier flight this past week. So if his parents are worth $2 million, why is he on Frontier? Great question. And eventually he got duct taped to his seat. And I'm going to tell you why right now. Now, where did they get the duct tape? <laughs> you know, when I read this story, I was wondering the same fucking thing, Buck, because who the hell carries duct tape on their carry-on on the plane? Well, see, I think the pilot being Frontier, if they have an issue with the plane, maybe that's how they... They, they duct tape it. They duct tape it. Okay. Or they fix like a tear in the Nothing seat. Nothing against Frontier. I mean, they get you to work A and B cheap. Maybe they just fix like a tear in the seat, the leather, just duct tape it up. 
I mean, it's cheaper than getting it all reupholstered, I guess. Right. Anyways, Maxwell Barry, he was on the fucking plane. He was accused of groping two flight attendants and getting into a physical altercation with a third. Then the passengers on the flight duct taped him to his seat. He ordered two drinks on the flight and finished them both. When he ordered his third, he groped the attendant's ass with his empty cup. He later spilled his third drink on his shirt and walked to the bathroom. He came out without a shirt on and walked around the plane for 15 minutes before he groped another flight attendant's breast. He then approached both flight attendants in the back, put his arms around them, and groped both of their chests. A third attendant then approached Barry, and he punched them in the face. After a fight broke out on the plane, passengers intervened and duct taped Barry to his seat and tied him up with a seatbelt extender for the rest of the flight. But what's your thoughts on this shit? Um, you and I both know that my level of patience is very, very thin. So if I'm a passenger on that on that flight, I might see the first time that he had groped the flight attendant and thought, you know, maybe something's going on. Okay, so let's start with that. He finished his drink. And to get another one, to get her attention, he, like, groped her ass with the cup in hand. Like, put his put his cup on her ass while she walked by. Yeah. Strike one. Strike one, maybe. Was he alone? I, I, Did, was he flying alone? Yes, I think he was. Okay. He had no maybe, other people with him. I mean, him. That, that could be a, you know, a smooth criminal trying to sneak in on a flight attendant. Maybe. We, we have heard flight attendants, they're promiscuous? Yeah. Is that a when word? they land, Is that a word? maybe, or when they come back next time, visit that city, maybe. But rubbing her ass with your cup is the wrong way to do that. I think. How about just depends sli- if he was asking for a new cup. How about just slipping her a number or something? Or, yeah, I get it. So after that, how did how did she react? Um, in the article, it said something like she told him to like. Back off. Back the fuck up or something. Like, don't touch me. Something like that. Okay, well, being a passenger on the plane, I would have seen her reaction. And you, and, and at that point, you're that curious. Would've, that would have raised my ears. Yeah. You're like, oh, my alertness, what's going on here? My alertness would have kind of, you know, right. raised up the hair on, you know. But if it happened the second time. So he spilled his drink. And his third, he drank two. His third one, he spilled on his shirt. So he went back to the bathroom took his shirt off because it was all wet and he walked out of the bathroom and started walking around the plane for 15 minutes like just up and down the aisles like you you know there's going to be a problem here this guy's drunk but here's my thing is this guy a lightweight because he had three drinks or was he hammered before he got on the plane i would say he had some beers before he got on what do you think i mean if he's groping ass and taking his shirt off on the plane after two drinks we're talking about a fucking lightweight here, Buck. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, but alcohol is it's accessible in the airport, correct? Oh, yeah. So you can go, you know, have some chips and salsa or whatever and, and just seven or eight Coronas. Margaritas, strong ones. So, I mean, there has been, but if he was that intoxicated, he shouldn't have been allowed on the plane. They wouldn't have let him on the plane. Exactly. But maybe them two Jack and Cokes he had on the plane... Set him over the edge. So I'm saying, I'm agreeing with you. I think he's a lightweight. I think maybe, you know, his courage kind of, you know, raised up a little bit. Yeah. I'm just going to cop me a feel. That's strike one, like you said. That, that yeah, doesn't happen. That's strike one. So strike two is what? Taking the shirt off? 
I'm not approaching him at that point, but when he gropes the second flight attendant. So he walked, when when they're trying to settle him down with his shirt off, saying, sir, sir, you've got to put your shirt back on. Yeah, this is no shirts, no shoes, no flight. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you can't be on this plane without a shirt on. Exactly. And then he walks back and puts his arm around both flight attendants and, like, grabs their boobs, you know. And I'm pretty sure my wife would attest to this. She would probably agree that I would get up at that point, and I would probably approach maxwell okay i'm intervening at that point with the flight attendants yes like as a passenger because obviously i can tell that they're not enjoying this guy one bit okay well this is where it gets interesting okay because a male the third guy the third attendant that approached him i said got punched in the face it was a male we've seen male flight attendants okay (laughs) Okay. No, well, that, no offense. That's a great point. That is a great point. They're a little more flamboyant. Right. And not he, as well rounded with the right jab. Right. And so this guy approached him and old Barry, what was his name? Maxwell Barry. Maxwell Barry. It's, Mr. Bur- it's, it's burnt my brain right now. <laughs> Mr. Barry just socked this flight attendant right in the fucking face. Did he take it? Well... This is what there's a video of this guy talking to the news when they landed, and you're going to fucking love this. Okay. This is great. All right. Okay, so this is the third flight attendant giving an interview to a news source. Now, understand something I'm a flight attendant. That means I attend the flights. Sometimes our job has us attending to crazy people. If you push us too far, you're going to have to attend this ass whooping. You see, because on this particular flight, I'm sitting in the jump seat and I'm just looking at him like the damn fool. He's spitting and cussing and going crazy. I say, that's enough. I got up and I walked over there. And by the way, this man smelled like a pack of Marlboro cigarettes, uh, four shots of Everclear alcohol and regret. So I know something's about to go down. At this point, he touching all over my coworker's breast. And where he fucked up at? is when he touched my titties because i don't play that so what i did is i took out the duct tape i said he got scared start stuttering say hold up wait a minute something ain't right i said yeah we about to mummify your ass now boy so we wrapped him up better than any christmas present you'll ever see there's, there's, there's no way that's real. That's him. That's him. I swear, dude. There's, it's on the freaking news Twitter. That's a big boy. Yeah, but this dude is big. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a guy I wouldn't fuck with. I wouldn't fuck with. But him. listening to that interview, that might go down in one of the history of one of the best interviews of all time. Uh, it might be top twenty of all time of the funniest news interviews. When he touched my titties. <laughs> Smelled like a pack of Marlboros and what? Three shots of Everclear or something? Everclear. <laughs> and then when he said, I'm going to get that duct tape. <laughs> you know, when you're pulling the duct tape off. Oh, fuck. How is that dude, right? I I bet he's every bit of 300 pounds. How's he fitting down in the a aisles? Ju- no, a jump seat. The oh, little tiny yeah. seats. Uh, well, I don't know, but he said he was riding in one and he said he had enough. Spitting and hooting and hollering, <laughs> cussing. <laughs> Uh, I give props to this guy, though. We need to get him on. Yeah. That's good. That'd be great. If we could reach out to him and have him tell that story on here, that'd uh. be amazing. So, Buck, let's let's talk uh, the last little bit here about uh, Maxwell Berry. 
I mean, what's your what's your last thoughts on this guy? I think he needs his ass beaten. I th- he needs escorted, hogtied, carried out of that plane, and placed at least, you know, in jail for the night, if not longer. I don't give a fuck how much your parents are. You, you don't need to act like that. I agree. But can we agree on this? Did Maxwell Barry race some fucking hell on oh, that plane? Oh, he, he raised some hell. <laughs> hell yes. He did. <laughs> Next headline. Hey, can I go back to something real quick? Yeah. You, you know you had the air infection when you guys took your flights to Destin? Oh, dude, I got fucked on that plane. How in the hell, okay, were you asleep when the plane took off and when it landed? I listened to that and I'm like, how is this dude asleep when the plane takes off and when it lands? I mean, it just was. How did you fall asleep that quick? Dude, we was on the plane and... I told the story about how they messed up the luggage and stuff. We were on the plane for an hour before it took off. That's still, that's so not enough time. I just fell asleep. Okay. And once we were in the air, like you could feel it and my ears started popping. I woke up, of course. And then by the time we started descending for the land, I was asleep again. It was an hour, hour and a half flight, hour and 20 minutes. Hell, I don't know. Were you a little tipsy? No, it was fucking six o'clock in the morning. Eh, I mean, you don't like flights. No, I, I hate flights. I hate flights. So I'm typically, you know, at least three or four beers deep before I get on the plane. Well, not at 6 a.m. I was a long week, dude. I wasn't ready to drink it. I, fuck, I woke up at 3.30, Buck. You think I'm that kind of alcoholic? Jesus, what are you trying to say? I mean, the way you put it, Destin, they're soft. They, don't, they are soft. They don't raise hell. They no, fuck, Destin <laughs> definitely don't raise no hell because they got 10 o'clock noise ordinances. My thing is, if we're going back to that. If you're in Destin, Florida, and you're in an area where most of the houses are rented out to vacationers. Right. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, exactly what we thought. Don't have a house Near where you them. need to go to work. Right. It's called a vacation home for a freaking reason. Exactly. Can we move on? We can move on. There was a full-blown brawl at the Giants practice last week, and Daniel Jones, their starting quarterback, ended up on the bottom of the pile. Rumor has it, Coach Joe Judge was beyond pissed and made those grown-ass men run a million hundred-yard sprints and thousands of push-ups. Reporters said all they could hear was his whistle and expletives. Talk about raising hell. So, Buck, Joe Judge raising hell on the football field this week. If you were a coach and your team started fighting each other, offense versus defense, and your star quarterback was on the bottom of the pile – what would you say to them? I think that team's soft. I would let them go at it. Just let them beat the I'd, fuck out of each other? I mean, not necessarily beat the fuck out of each other, but I would let but them. But, I mean, with helmets on and stuff, you can't really, I mean, slap box, whatever. I would say, you choke know. Choke each other out a little bit. Prove which side of this team is the best, offense or defense, right now. I'm not making them run. They make millions of dollars a year to play football. They don't they don't give a fuck. Half of them probably didn't run. Prove who's the best out of the ball. Defense versus offense. Finish it right here. That's it. Okay. He got interviewed the day after this happened. And you know what he said? He goes, It pumped me up. Watching them fight like that. 
He goes, because I knew they cared. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly he right. He goes, I just did that to prove a point. Like, hey, guys, we can't do this shit. He's he got goes, a little bit of... Deep down inside, he goes, I fucking loved it. I agree with him. He loved it. Oh. Because he knew they cared. I yeah. mean, they were talking a little shit back and forth. But then they started fighting. It, it might have went a little too far, probably. I mean, if, if it didn't happen, that's when you would be scared as a head coach, right? There's no, yeah, of course. There's no fire in the team. There's no wanting to win or prove who's the best. So, I mean, I I agree with him. Not necessarily running them to death, but get a little fire started under their ass. Absolutely. They might win two games this year. So, this brings up a question I want to ask. Have you ever got into it at a practice with a teammate? Absolutely. Can you tell a story? Do you have, a, do you have any stories that you could tell from that? Or you? I mean, we all knew I was a defensive player, right? Yeah, you like to bash some heads. Uh, but the thing is, people never really – they probably underestimated you because, you, I mean, you are 5'7", and back in the high school, you probably weighed 125. No, I think I weighed a little more. A little was, more? I was in the like the weight room. Okay, all right. I think I was squatting like 75 pounds on max day. Okay. Uh, but I just – But still, I, I mean, loved. you were rather little out there. What did you play, outside linebacker? Strong safety. Strong safety, okay. And I would – I would bust some helmets. I knew you I, would. I loved it. You didn't give a shit. I didn't. How big they were. You were going head on with somebody. You know the best feeling in the world is when you're running tackling drills and you look across the line that you just hit and he's counting down to see if he can skip. Make sure he's not hitting you again. That's how you know you knocked the piss out of a dude. I. You want to know a secret? <clears throat> I used to do that in Pee Wee. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not. I feel like you're probably not the only person to ever do that. No, dude. When we were at Pee Wee, you used to knock the shit out of me so hard. And your dad was the coach. You'd get so fucked. Nice fucking hit, Levi. Nice hit, Levi. And I'd be sitting there like, God damn, I can't fucking, I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> like you would. What was that one drill? Where uh, Oklahoma? Where yeah, where. We'd be laying on our backs, and one of us had the football, and you had to make it through the hamburger. Something I don't know what it was called, but gosh dang, I remember one time I had the football, and you set me back twenty yards. Oh. Here's uh, just to go back on that, I did hit a dude. Uh, you know him. We were running Oklahoma drill, and I hit him so hard he supposedly went blind. Right, so they called the squad and everything else like that, and it was just it was one of the funniest moments of my life because you could tell he wasn't blind. Yeah, he was walking. Towards the squad. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're talking about Gator. <laughs> yeah, his nickname was Gator. Oh, shit, Gator. But, yeah, I mean, we... I loved everybody I played football with. And it was just... It was so much fun to just get out there and just rock some skulls, man. Absolutely. I loved it. So, this coach was pretty pissed off. Or he acted like he was pissed off to his players. What's the most pissed off... You've ever seen a coach? Got anything in mind? Not really. I mean, <laughs> okay. What, what, what? Well, it was basketball. I wasn't much of a basketball player, Clay. I mean, look at me, right? I could play some defense. Again, uh, you know the coach. He's one of our listeners' dads. Yeah. I think we were down by like forty some points to the the rival tanks. It wasn't a rival. We sucked ass. <laughs> Right, we were lucky. Yeah. We had one player, maybe two. We were lucky to get the ball past half court in junior high, but uh, he came. He came in and he was, he's a little guy, 
little we called him Mighty Mouse. I know who you're talking about. Yep, go ahead. <sighs> but we were all just sitting on the bench and we were just bullshitting in the locker room. We knew we wasn't winning. And he came in there and he grabbed that fucking erase board. <laughs> and to this day, he threw that marker down and that goddamn cap came up and hit him square in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost it. At that point, we didn't, we were just. Yeah, it was just funny at that point. Yeah, but we knew we, we weren't coming back. Yeah. So. You you're saying like maybe throwing a marker or throwing a uh, I mean he was angry clipboard yeah he was angry okay so I had that wrote down as one of my of uh, you know seeing coaches pissed off and that's I feel like that's more of a basketball thing because I mean you don't see like football coaches they might toss their clipboard in the air or something but they're not gonna break it on the grass you know you need like a hard surface like a basketball court or a concrete locker room floor and that's what I was gonna bring up I've seen Monk as like a manager oh his his middle vein his vein that runs down his I've forehead se- i mean i wouldn't i would lose count on how many clipboards i've seen that guy break yeah i mean office max is probably still in business because of that man going there getting some ink for his printer and a clipboard yeah and i mean not even not even the coaches that we've had or seen what do you think about like bobby knight throwing a chair now that's raising some hell Bobby Knight throwing a chair across the basketball court and just like not even giving two fucks about anything. But the thing is, is he had his players behind his back. Yeah. Like he, 100%, his players were playing for him. And he was probably the most, I, I don't even know how to put it, but I don't, I don't even know what to say. But he was just into the game and just didn't give a fuck what he was doing or who was watching. He was getting his point across. Right. He was not happy with how they were playing. And right. they responded. Yeah. And I, I, branching off that, I think if we go, anybody who knows Monk Roll, I don't think there was one player that ever played for him that didn't like him or have his back, like you said about Bobby Knight. I would, I would, I mean, I wasn't much of a basketball player, but... If Monk said go jump on a fucking grenade, being 14 I guarantee or 15, your ass is going to jump on that grenade. I was jumping on the grenade for him. Yeah. Hey, come out here and chase my tennis balls. Toss them back to me. Sure, Monk. I'll be there right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I yeah. had that much respect for your dad, not just because he's my best friend's dad, but the way he carried himself as a coach and how much he knew about the sport that he genuinely like he loved. Yeah. So much. And that, I mean, it was just a joy just playing for him. You have coaches that you enjoy playing for. And correct me if I'm wrong, if you have a coach that you don't enjoy playing for, they weren't really doing their job. I agree. I mean, some some people hate their coach, but they know he's a good coach. Those were the best coaches. Yeah. I, but the thing is, I think Monk was different because I don't think people hated him. I think he was likable enough and he knew what he was talking about that he could rip a kid's ass. Like he could get in your face and you would feel the spit, the steam coming off his forehead on your face. And you could go back to the locker room after you won that game and still respect him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I always say. But a lot of kids, you know, if they got a coach digging at them again and again and again, they're going to like just fold and they're not going to like that guy no more. I mean, I guess you got to be strong-willed. Nowadays, you run into people that are like that. Right. But back back when we were in when we playing played sports. 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, 
I mean, look at the the Ohio State coach. What was his name? I can't think of him. They grabbed the dude from Clemson by the throat and got fired. Oh yeah, Woody. Woody Hayes. Uh I mean that dude was he liked to raise some hell. Yeah. And his players, they you know, came around him, and they loved to play for him. That's why he's probably one of the greatest college football coaches ever. But to go back to to Bobby Knight, I mean, who other than Coach K would you have wanted to play for, Rolski? Roy Williams, maybe. Is that Kansas? No, yeah, well, Kansas and North Carolina. Okay, yeah, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of great coaches out there. I wanted to ask you about this because I knew back in the day you were a huge Braves fan. How about the minor league coach when he he, he does the army crawl? <laughs> he started throwing the bases, then he grabbed the bag on the mound, threw it like a grenade, and did the army crawl across the field. Oh, yeah. That's an all time classic YouTube video. But listen, you and I know this: if your coach is willing to do that, to you know have to argue your a ba- strike or an out, to have your back, yeah. how much does that pump up? A sideline. Oh, I'm loving it. Or a bullpen or a dugout. This dude just, you know, he got ejected, probably going to get fined. They don't make, I mean, they make decent money, but they're not making what I'm making. And he is sacrificing the next three hours of his job getting fined to put his back out for me because I struck out looking on a bullshit call. I'm going to, I'm going to play my ass off for this dude. You bet your ass next time I get in the batter's box, somebody's going to fucking pay. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, I coaches like that, I just, I feed off of, man. I love seeing that shit. Yep. Shout I out, love seeing coaches race hell. Shout out to the coaches who race hell. Yes. Buck, do you know who Matt Stone and Trey Parker are? Do, do them names ring a bell at all? Were they actors that played Spider-Man? No. Okay. They were actors at one point, though. No shit. No shit. Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Uh, does the movie Basketball ring a bell at all? Okay, so um, South Park creators? Absolutely. Did you see this? No, I did not. Okay. You didn't give me shit to look I at. I know, and I told you not to. All I needed was that text. Okay. <laughs> so, Basketball. It was a movie, what, back in like probably 2000. It was really, maybe, maybe like 98. 98, 99. Yeah. And basically it was these two like nerdy guys who made up a game and they started up a league. It was kind of like a baseball, basketball mix. What What was the thing that they used to do? This, the scare ta- he would say it? Uh, dude, I will have to look it up. Okay. I, it's been, I remember they used to. It was to, a singer, wasn't it? Remember he, he fake cut off his finger that one time? Like you could always scare tactic when someone was shooting a free throw. You could stand right in front of them. Yeah. And you could try to scare him somehow. But yeah, I, I know what you're talking I know exactly what you're talking about. Me and Pickle used to watch that movie all the time. Oh, Pickle. And Pickle. Great dude. Anyway, um, yeah, they are the creators of South Park. But listen to this shit. They just signed one of the largest talent deals of all time with Viacom CBS for $900 million. The deal includes six more seasons of South Park on Comedy Central and 14 South Park movies for Paramount+. 14? 14 movies. $900 million for South Park. Six more seasons and 14 movies. Buck. When was the last time you sat down and actually watched 
an episode of South Park? Oh, I mean, it's been since college. So seven, eight years, eight years ago. Do you know when the first episode of South Park aired? What year? 93? 1997. Wow. And these guys just signed a deal for six more seasons for 900, almost a fucking billion dollars. The creators of South Park. some cartoon shit. This shit is going to be running for 30 years when these six seasons are up. So what movies, do you know what movies are out currently? Because I only remember watching one South Park. The bigger, longer, uncut? Yeah. Okay, so that was like the main one. That was like, that's what blew up South Park. Because it was popular. They had their first few seasons and it was awesome. Then they came out with that movie. I remember watching it when I was like 10 or 11. I probably should have never been watching that. We should have never been allowed to watch that. Right. That was kind of like us watching porn. Exactly. But we were watching South Park. (laughs) It's basically the cartoon version, but there was no porn, but there was just cussing and dirty shit. Every episode. Yeah. We should have never been, like our parents just thought it was a cartoon, but we never told them what it was about. Did they? I mean, mine probably did. My parents knew what it was about. And they just didn't care if you watched it? I mean, they did, but we just, they didn't, um, we, Clay, we got away. Yeah, we got away with too much shit. Let's it's just say that. <laughs> Let's just say that. So what I want to say is, I mean, we're th- you're what, 32? I'm 31. So when this is all said and done, South Park is going to be running on its high horse for 30 years, Buck. That is unheard of for a animated cartoon television show. That's unheard of for like an ABC series. Especially like an adult content show. I mean, Survivor. The, I mean, The Simpsons. How Simpsons, uh, yeah, they've been running longer. Point. That's a good point. But that's on Fox. This is like an adult show. Yeah. You would think this would burn out after five years. I mean, look at Beavis and Butthead. Right. I don't know how long that went. If Corey K was here, he could pull that up I for mean, us. It, it probably went on... To well over 10 or 15 years. Okay. So South Park's going to double that. But that was back when MTV was like right. the bee's knees. Yeah. That's when it was popping. Late night. That's when it was banging. Was it MTV or was it BET that used to do the late night? It was. I think it was both. And man, I used to stay at my buddy's house and we'd stay up till three o'clock in the morning when that shit came on. It was the unedited music videos and then <laughs> girls were twerking in thongs and stuff. Was it the G Unit? Oh, G Unit had some... <laughs> some good shit in their videos man hey, keep that thing down man jesus christ down down <laughs> but anyway the, talk about raising hell these guys making 900 million dollars off of south park i want to ask you how could we raise hell with 900 million dollars Oh, I don't know, man. Like that's that's such a tough question because there's so much shit that you and I could do to raise hell. I mean, there's unlimited jet skis, boats, jet planes, planes, skydiving. I mean, it's paintball guns. Could you imagine having? We would just make a YouTube channel of us. We'd call it Raising Hell. Yeah. Uh It would be hard not to do it. And go to jail. Right. You'd have to set your uh, limitations and shit. Or do you just offer them, hey, guys, there's 20 no, grand a piece. I think what you do is you rent out a space. Like you rent out a beach for a day or something. And you just do these like stunts and raise all kind of hell. So you yeah, can't get not, in trouble. I mean, that is raising hell, but that's not public. Hell. That's not jackass hell. But people people do that on these YouTube videos. Like there's there's people out there who do this already. 
and they're making millions of dollars a year, but they make it seem like they didn't rent out this space to do it. Like when you're viewing the videos, how do you know they rented that space out where they could do these stuff? Oh, so you're talking like the YouTube pranks that they run on people. So they, this is right. all scripted. Right. I think they are. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. They don't. They, half the shit that I watch people get away with, I'm like, man. Yeah. Hey. How, how does that happen? Yeah. Right. But anyway, $900 million. I think the first thing we would do is uh, get this fucking studio out of my basement. I think that would be a horrible idea. No, no, this guys, basement is fucking amazing. Yeah, but think about if we built, we had our own like place. Like, I think say we, what you do is take the money and tear down every house that's in, at least reaches my mom and dad's house. Stop at that house. That's got to stay. Yeah, that's got to stay. And then just add on to it. And then just just build just random shit. Yeah, like a Deer Ducks Fantasy Factory. We'll I was build thinking, one of them. I was thinking more like, uh, is it Travis Pastrana? Yeah, he's hardcore into like just jumping shit. We could we could buy like some hopped up scooters like you used to ride, and we could flip them into foam pits and shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't think my testosterone, my balls can do that anymore, <laughs> man. Like we used to do some stupid shit. Yeah, how about that time we wrecked that scooter? That's what I call raising hell. Yeah, we hit that little jump and we went head over heels. Dude, we hit that bitch and I could have swore to this day we went like 40 feet in the air and we probably didn't go three feet off the no, ground. No, we didn't. But we, we raised didn't. hell. No, no, we raised hell. Actually, your dad raised hell when he seen that scooter broken in half. Yeah, I tried to duct tape it like <laughs> Maxwell Barry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The United States Coast Guard raised some hell this week, Buck, by seizing over 60,000 pounds of cocaine and 1,400 pounds of marijuana. Can I guess the price? Yeah, I got it right here. $1.4 billion. You seen it, oh, motherfucker. Yeah, I, did, I did read this you one. Did, dude, it's wild, ain't it? That's nuts. They stopped over 27 vessels mm. in open waters. I think uh, that... You said it was Coast Guard? Yeah. That group of Coast Guard deserves employees of the month. Dude, could you imagine <laughs> could you imagine being like on that helicopter running the like chopper gun? Like you know the, the big Vul ass the Vulcan? Yeah, the big ass mini, machine gun. Mini gun. And pulling up over them big ass ships out in sea with all these drugs on them. And that you just hear your uh pilot saying, you know, what? They make one fucking move. Mow them down. Mow, Mow them down. You, you got see the green any light, Johnny? You see any AK-47s, Johnny? Mow them down! Pull that trigger. <laughs> Could you imagine the adrenaline rush being on that fucking copter with that big-ass gun in your hand just ready to fucking blow that ship to hell? I mean, I, I dream of these days. I know it's never going to happen for myself, but yeah. I give props to the guys that do it. And that is... uh. I mean, like you said, this story, where were they headed? Well, that's a great question. Um, they were talking about they caught some vessels off Los Angeles. They caught some off Miami. They caught some off the New York coast. They're going after the big cities because you know where that's where all the money's at. The, right? The gangs. Right. Miami, Los Angeles, New York, Brooklyn, that area. And all you think about it, those are all coastal cities. I mean, that's easy access. Well, I, I didn't know this until recent, and I watched a video of they use... I mean, there's a lot of money made in the drug game, obviously. So much money that these guys are buying submarines, right, to transport the drugs. So, I mean, if you're in, I guess not now, but five years ago, if you're an average, everyday Coast Guard guy on a boat, 
you're not like looking for a fucking submarine to come to shore with 40 tons of cocaine. No, never. Right? So this guy, I don't know how they intercepted it, but this dude, you might be able to pull the video up. He like jumps off the the boat. Oh, you're talking, uh, this is a total different story. No, I get it. I know, uh, but I'm, I've seen the video. Where he starts beating, beating on, on the top of the door. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I've seen open it. Open the fuck oh, up. I've seen I was Coast Guard. Was it? Yes. That's a Coast Guard. Ba- that's a bad, that's like Sylvester Stallone. The orange and shit. white helicopters. Yes. Those are Coast Guard. Okay. This, then those, now, no offense to the Coast Guard, but I didn't think they had that kind of nuts. No, no, listen. There's a few people in the Coast Guard, like them guys, like the, the true badass, kind of like the Navy SEALs. Okay. Like when you think of Navy people, you're thinking the of special teams. You're, you're, yes, you're thinking of Navy guys who just ride on the boat. When you think of Navy, the, you the think... Se- the seamen. The seamen. You're thinking about the guys who ride on the boat. When you think about the Coast Guard, you guys are thinking about uh, going after tornadoes or hurricanes. And I was just thinking taking more like water people that stuff. are drowning, like the guys that yep. are lost on... like Lo- uh, Lost in the sea. What was the, what was the Mark Wahlberg movie? perfect storm oh my god yeah stuff like that did you cry i always cry during movies like that great (laughs) it sure is but yeah the special teams like coast guard's got one oh they got some badasses yeah they're the ones taking out the uh drug dealing let me ask the contraband yeah okay that's a great movie great movie with mark Wahlberg once again why is he always at the c movies he didn't make your guys's top fucking pick you had Tom Hanks. Well, now, 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 listen. He made the honorable mention. Now, listen. We haven't done an actor's draft yet. No, but your goddamn draft you did with the, the I superhero. Know, that was a su- Yeah, right, right. I wouldn't put Mark Wahlberg top four. I don't think so. He I mean, was on my list. just mentioned seven movies. And uh, actually, it was two, Perfect Storm and Contraband. But, and I guarantee I a lot I of people. I Lone Survivor, too. Yeah. Well, a lot of people <laughs> haven't seen Contraband. I guarantee it. Because that was a low-budget movie. It was a great movie. It was a great movie, though. So if you haven't seen it, go check out Contraband. But what are you saying about this, the special teams and stuff? No, I was going to say, like, the team that busted this group, yeah, these guys might have went to prison, but do you think that they would rather go to prison than the drug dealer that is about to kill them for the amount of money and drugs that they lost and got confiscated? The guys who lost them, yeah. or you think the drug? You're, so you're saying like the? I think the runners that the you're, the you're big saying dogs, you're saying El Chapo and Pablo Escobar say they were still out there. They would cut these guys' heads off. Yes, you just I, lost, oh, I agree. You I just agree. lost me. Yeah, one point four billion dollars. You're, you're dead. I didn't exactly know what you meant there, but these guys who got caught with this amount of drugs, Buck, we're talking sixty thousand pounds of cocaine and fourteen hundred pounds of marijuana. They're never seeing the light of day again. They're going to be in prison. And let, well, thing is about Chapa and, and Escobar. No. Well, they could. And they could plead. They could ride them out. But they're going to get killed in prison because you know Escobar and them got guys on the inside. They'll do the dirty work for them. That's true. I just, that's just nuts. Could you imagine seeing 40,000 pounds? Or was it 40 tons? It was 60,000 pounds of cocaine. And 1,400 pounds of marijuana. In person. Absolutely not. You know what I'm doing? I'm taking a ski lift to the top of that fucking thing, <laughs> strapping my snowboard on, and I am shredding <laughs> down that melon of coke. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds like raise hell right there. Yeah, that's raising hell. <laughs> who, need, who needs Mad River Mountain when you got cocaine built, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> we'll end it with that. 
A Florida man is accused of biting off a chunk of his friend's ear after the victim told him to stop dumping beer on an unconscious woman who was being pushed in a wheelbarrow. That's a party. That's raising hell at its finest, ain't it? That sounds like a uh, Clarksburg field day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happened here, man? Uh, I was reading the story. There was a group of friends that went down to the Florida Keys on vacation and they went out to the bar one night and they were on their way back. And one of their girl, this was a girl who passed out on the way back. Like, was so drunk, she just fell down. And there was a construction site near. They threw her in the wheelbarrow, stole a wheelbarrow, and took her back to the hotel room. Well, on the way, this jackass, you know, people get drunk. He started pouring beer on her. And then his buddy intervened and then they got in a fight and he bit the shit out of his ear and tore it off like Holyfield and Tyson. Right? Tyson bit Holyfield's ear off? Did you watch that fight? I've seen it. Yeah, on YouTube. That was probably one of the greatest boxing matches ever. Yeah. Uh, but I can almost tell you that this fight, these two drunk was bastards, a different. it was a little different. It wasn't. It, yeah, it wasn't the greatest fight ever. I can tell you that. I think that's probably, if you YouTube like drunk people fighting, it's, 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 pretty, it's some good shit. It's entertaining. Uh, I will give props to the dude that it originally was taking care of the female that was drunk. I mean, I don't want to carry her, right? Right. Whoever had the idea to steal the wheelbarrow was a freaking genius. That's a prop. Yeah. I mean, that is amazing. Props to you. That's awesome. The dickhead that started pouring beer on the chick while she's lifeless probably needs to beat in the head with a crowbar. Yeah, I agree. So and he just, he, I mean, he deserved it at least be in a fight that night and yeah. his ass whipped. Well, I mean, he bit the other guy's ear, so I don't know if he was the ass whipper. I don't think he got his ass whipped because I think the fight probably finished when the other guy's ear fell off. I think if you're off. biting in there, you're getting your ass whipped. Okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Like that was, was a defense tactic. Like uh, I'm, I got to do something here. Uh, either run to the road with the tail between my leg or bite this motherfucker's ear off. He took the ear off. Okay then, Buck. One last thing. You got any memories of some of our biggest hell raising moments? Oh, man, there's so many. You want to build a top five right now? We can. I All mean, right, so I, let, let's just do this. Let's, is, you, you, if you would have sent me this three days ago, yeah, I could have had a list of like sixty. Okay. Right now, my brain is spinning. Well, I got here lately. My <laughs> my brain doesn't work real. I'm well. going to I'm going to run down some stuff I got jotted down. Shake here. my head if I agree or disagree. Right. You just say whatever you want to say. Okay. Toilet papering houses at a young age. Uh, were we or were we not a, affiliated with a special group? Wild Aces. Well, I wasn't going to throw a name out there. Well, I did. Because they're still, you know, they're wanted. <laughs> but we're out there. Okay. Toilet papering houses. Yeah. We did a little more than toilet paper houses. Right. <laughs> Golf balls with a baseball bat across the new edition. Is that considered raising hell? That's raising hell. Ding dong ditching. Sneaking out of the houses, doing a little ding-dong ditching here and there. If you have never ding-dong ditched and you say that to my face, I'm probably going to bitch slap you because you're lying to and me. I'll, and I'll probably bite your ear off. Running from the cops at the fair. Have you ever done that? Uh, yes. I think I was with you. Oh, dude. I mean, I mean, if you, like I said, once again, if you've never ran from the cops at your county fair for underage drinking or ding-dong ditching or being out after curfew, you're a pussy. Now, have you ever had your cooler of beer stolen by the cops at the Ross County Fair. 
I've had to pour out several bottles or cans of beer, maybe even a few bottles of liquor in front of cops at the fair. Now, can I, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is a public podcast, so it's really not going to be a secret anymore. Okay, well, listeners, earmuffs, because this is probably the best well-known secret ever when it comes to disposing of alcohol that you've been told to dispose of. Now, when you were told to dispose of the alcohol, was it just out in the grass? Yes. Okay, next time, right? Take about a five-gallon bucket, unhook your sink in the camper, <laughs> shove it under the sink, right? Yeah. When you dispose of the beer. It's going to go in the bucket. Exactly. Well, I mean, that that seems like a lot of work, and most of the time you're intoxicated. You just got to so be fucking prepared, Okay, Roski. okay. All I mean, right. it happened to me in college, and guess what? You got your alcohol back. You still had all of it. <laughs> Turning your parents' garage into a party shack. Yeah, I, I not necessarily the party shack, but when we spray painted the fucking the well, garage door. I mean, and we hung up some of Monk's uh, centerfolds in your garage. Like there was just straight muff just hanging in your garage and your mom and grandma would walk out there. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you walk through the garage door and you get some muff in your lip. There was so much of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just straight centerfolds of Playboy's hanging in his garage. And we, we, we spray painted the shit out of his garage door you know going back to the last pod we talked about like was it ariana whatever her name gianna amore gianna amore i have got to give her so much props i was taking a shower and it just hit me like a light switch photoshop they probably didn't have as much photoshop in 89 as oh, hell, now. Oh, so when you look at her not. she is like all natural natural and she was beautiful so I got to give Playboy that. They yeah. knew how to they, pick out the prime meat and to advertise it. Absolutely. Why do you think they were so big? Creating a podcast open to the world and talk about anything the fuck we want every single week. Um, That's raising hell. How the hell is this shit possible that we can just sit here for an hour and 22 minutes every Friday night and it just goes public? Like anybody in the world can listen to it. Like there's people over across the pond that are listening to this right now, and they're just like, "Who the hell are these two? But I enjoy listening to them. You want to know how? It's because people like you, Rolski, somebody that's got a heart and some fucking goals, and somebody that doesn't stop until they reach the goals. And guess what? You're not there yet, but you're still shooting, baby. Oh man, we're only a year in. This, I give it we're to We're not you. even close. You're you're a stud, man. I guarantee there's people out there who thought this thing is going to fall apart. When we said we were going to do this, you're like, God damn, they'll last 20 episodes and that thing will fall apart. Yeah. Suck <laughs> my ass. <laughs> so, top five places we raised hell together. I made a list. Tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Number five. At a bar slash strip club. Ah. <sighs> We've got some. We've got some stories. A lot of money lost. Both bachelor parties. Yeah. We've got checkers, and we've got you getting carried up the stairs, shitting in a bucket. Uh, it was, it was a nice bucket. So it takes talent, <laughs> yeah. ladies and gentlemen. So we raised some hell that night. Oh God, I still don't know how. And then you also raised some hell. We talked about it on the pod. Um, up there, where was that at? When you got punched by the Alabama fan? That was a uh, Poontang Bay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, that was a high State fan. Putting Bay. Ohio State fan. Okay, yeah. one or the other. Um, number four, sporting events. How many Michigan High State games we've been to? We raced some hell up there in Ann Arbor before. Listen, Ann Arbor, I feel like we're a little we get we get tanked. Okay, but we're a little more classy. 
Right. It's, but when the game's going on, there's some words coming out. There's of, some that, shit talk. I think sporting events are one of the biggest places you can race hell and not get in trouble. To a limit. To Yes, to a limit. Uh, we, I mean, every Michigan High State game we've ever been at, it is what in Ann Arbor, 70, 35, Michigan, 30, like high state fan, maybe even more a high state fans, 70, 40. It's I, probably, it's where are you talking about in Ann Arbor? In Ann Arbor. I'd say it's 70, 40. Cause I mean, Columbus isn't far from Ann Arbor. I would people. say there's probably 40,000 fans, maybe 50 there's at a lot. that game. There's a lot. And it doesn't stop you and I one second to lay some lips and some, you know, talk some shit. And Hollywood, too. Oh, Hollywood's probably the best shit talker <laughs> in the group. You and Hollywood together are the ultimate duo of shit talkers. You know I, I mean? kind of sit back in the shadows and just laugh, but you two together, that's why we're two ba- peas in a pod. That's why we're bash bros. Yeah. You've, you, you guys just don't give a shit what you say, and I respect that. Number three. Of the top places we race held together. Okay. Number three, Sip and Serve Studio. That's got to be top one, man. No, no, I've got no a better shit. one. The studio, we do, we, a lot of alcohol is drank. A lot of cuss words are said. So, yes, we race some hell. Yeah. Um, also, the shit we talk about off air that these people don't even know about is probably better than what we record. <sighs> I don't know, man. The I com- bet if we put, like, some recorders... Like, and we didn't even know we were being recorded. It could make a better podcast than what we do. If we had $1.4 billion to just put some... Just hire a cameraman 24-7. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just us sitting there watching the Reds game give up a fucking seven-lead run. Yeah. Uh, record that, that's gold. That's gold. 100%. Number two, the man cave. The original man cave. Your man cave. Now, see, the original man cave, there was one... Which one? The one we spray painted the garage doors that we talked about earlier. We don't have to get too far into it, but man, we put so much work into that. That summer that me and you cleaned out that garage. I was in college. Yep. My you, parents gave me the okay yep. during break Yep. for you and I to clean it out, and that's where we play darts, quarters, and consume as much alcohol as possible. Beer pong, pool. We played more pool and darts that summer than we probably will ever again in our lives. We were... Uh, I went through a phase where I just took the pool sticks and just beat the fuck out of light bulbs. I know you did. Raising hell. Raising hell. And then, that, dude, I don't know if it was like your birthday party or my birthday party. It was somebody's birthday party. Didn't you wake up out there in your underwear and you don't know how you did it? You just slept out there with like the floor or something. No, Hollywood and I Okay. woke up, underwear only, two of us. Both of you. Both of us. Oh, that's kind of sketchy. And uh, yeah, well, you know, we'll leave it at that, but my... I would like to say 32-year-old sister at that time. Yeah. Kicked that fucking garage door open, woke us up, and it was 5 o'clock in the evening. Roll. 5 o'clock in the evening? 5 in the evening, and we still was not awake. That was a lot of Boone's Farm drink that night, buddy. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about raising hell. Raising hell. Chugging Boone's Farm. What what's Boone is Boone's Farm still a thing? Can you still buy that at the gas station? Uh I took a quick look and at the gas station they have is it Kaminatica? Yeah, they got that. The best flavor of Boone's Farm is Snow Creek Berry or Strawberry Hill. They're both pink, got a little red tint to them. Light pink. 
You can see the bubbles in it. Those are the best two flavors. Now, let me ask you this. It probably was hit in a previous pod, but I need a refresher. What was your first form of alcohol that got you to the point to where you were like, I graduated from this, and now I'm on to a case of beer a night? Oh, man. That's a great question. Well, I thought you were going to ask what was you know your first ever form of alcohol. Okay, what's over that? And that was Boone's Farm. Okay. I was at my cousin's wedding. I uh, I was probably 12, 13 years old, and they the center this on each table there was a bottle of Boone's Farm. So it was like the gift. Yeah, to each table you had your own bottle. Well, you know a lot of people didn't like Boone's Farm at the time, so I would sneak around. And, and you were eight. Oh no, uh, no, I said I was twelve or thirteen. Okay, and I'd sneak around. And, you know Boone's Farm. It wasn't like beer. It had a, like a sweet taste to it. So as a kid, it's something that you could drink. I dabbled in that, and I passed out on the table about midnight that night. Did you tear the dance floor up? Did it give you the courage of the gods to go out there and just grind on? Dude, I was, the, I, was, like I, was the, I was grinding on some chick. I forget her name, and I know my cousins are going to listen to this. Was I don't she know. like 40? No, she was their age, so it was probably like 25. And at you the were time. 13. Yeah, and I was just out there. I mean, I probably had a heart on and whatnot. And well, everything. see, that's you wasn't prepared, because if you're prepared for a wedding like I am. You got to put it up in your belt loop. Tape it down. You wear like five pairs of underwear. Just like you did at the dances. Yes. Okay. So moving on. Okay. um, From that, you said, what What? did I drink before I started drinking beer? Yeah. Well, the funny story about that is I really didn't drink a whole lot because I started drinking beer when I was a freshman. And two of my buddies, they set me down on a cooler. It It was like when I graduated eighth grade, I went out to one of my buddies' house and they set me down, and they said, hey, if you're going to hang with us, you need to learn how to drink beer. Like, they were acting like badasses. Were, like, they, were they my grade? Yes. Okay. And they're like, hey, if you're going to hang with us, you need to learn how to drink beer. And I'm like, well, I, I, I never really drank beer before. So they made me suck down a Natty Light. <sighs> and dude, it, it was the most disgusting thing that I've ever had in my life. I choked that thing down. They wouldn't let me get off the cooler. It was like a freshman. Like, they just... To get me into their friend group. I had Initiation. To, yeah, that's the word I was looking okay. for. I was sitting, they wouldn't let me up. They said, you're going to sit there until you drink that whole beer. And once I drank that beer, I was golden. And then, I don't know, I started off probably drinking four, a six pack a night. And a six pack would just get a, me hammered. As a 16 year old, uh, I would, would say to God, it would I get you fucking hammered. I would barely probably get the, I would probably only drink four of them and I'd be gone. And then they'd drink the other two. But by the time I made it to where I'm at now, <laughs> leaps and bounds. I, I, I will put a $100 fucking bill down saying between you and my brother-in-law. We can drink some beer. You guys can drink some fucking beer. Oh, yeah. We can drink some beer. Uh, funny story about like drinking stories. Uh, our buddy Buddy and I, right? Uh, it was Call of Duty World at War came out for the Xbox. And we would, uh, you know, we each, each match would take an X number of minutes or a score. So in between that, we would take turns of playing, right? And then uh, whoever wasn't playing would go out back to the back deck, shotgun a beer, and come back in my bedroom and do 20 push-ups. So you guys had like a little cycle going on here. So we would we would, probably, we would probably do seven shotgun beers a night. 
and 200 push-ups at a time playing World of War. And that was after a Friday night football game. So we would have to be up at 8 a.m. to watch film, and we would go in just fucking smelling like a goddamn... Dog, Brewery. Dog ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, so let's get to number one. Can I take a guess? And it's probably wrong. Take a guess. In my opinion, growing up as kids, the largest place that we ever raised some hell was the church lot. Okay, I'll take that answer. I, if I was like a judge in a game show, I would give you that because I wrote down the new edition as a whole, and the church lot sits that's, in the heart of the new edition. That's the heart of it. Yeah. So, dude, the shit, like, I mentioned them all. Basically, everything that I mentioned prior to this, when I went through that list, happened in the new edition. We raised so much hell from, what, 10 I'd say probably earlier than that. Whenever you moved eight, from Clarksburg. Yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know when I moved here. I was probably, I don't know, eight, nine probably. We were riding bicycles, so it was young. Eight to, fuck, 22. <laughs> we were raising hell in the new edition. Okay, so I've got two text messages here, and we're going to get in a tall boy review, and then we're going to get the hell out of here. Text message number one. Hello, Rolski and company. This is your dearest friend, Frankie Shuffer. Listen, boys, I may be too late to get in on this, but put me in the lineup for the Fantasy League. I know Scotty P let you down with not wearing a tux to his interview, but I tell you what, I got one in my closet. I love to strut it. Plus, I'd never turn down the opportunity to win easy money. Anyways, this is my application to join the league. Maybe everyone can learn a thing or two from getting a good old-fashioned ass whooping. Also, love the segment with Scotty P and getting an inside look on a different career. Keep up the good work, fellas. Thoughts on that? Can I just say, uh, Frankie, he was he was probably the one in Pee Wee that also you... You look to see if you were going up against. Frankie was also, he was, he was, I never played on his team because he was older than I was. You played when you were younger with him. Yes. See, whenever I played with you, you were the older guy. He was a headhunter. I loved him. You put us two on the same side of the ball, we were, we were cracking some He skull. was inside linebacker. I think he was my fullback too. Okay. So it was, it was fantastic. But so, to go back to that, Frankie, this, the studio, the table that you made, that alone, in my opinion, puts you as top three in the fantasy football league. And you talking shit like you are out of that little fucking mouth puts you as number one applicant, and, and in gonna, my opinion. And it's going to get your ass kicked in the fantasy. You and, can't come in here acting like you know what you're doing and you don't even know who your opponents are. Frankie, I don't even know if you watch football. Who Who's your favorite team? Do you know who the players are? Like, Frankie... You're more than welcome to be in a league. And I told you this. You're already going to I sent once I seen this, I sent Frankie a text and I said, Hey man, you're in. You got a spot. You built a hell of a table. But since you started talking shit about making easy money, son, you don't know who you're talking to. You're talking about the fantasy king here. My name's Rolski. I've been in my own league that's been going on for ten to twelve years. I've been in three championship games back to back to back do you know who you're fucking with frankie oh my gosh you are more than welcome to join the league but son if you think it's going to be easy money you got something else coming to you frankie i just want to tell you right now he's got the monk rule vein on his forehead you got this dude fired up 
Frank, whenever we draft, you better wear your fucking tux or you're and out. It, yeah, it's it's going to be at a, a local establishment, I hope. It's going to be somewhere, maybe even in the studio. Everybody that's in the league has uh, got to come. I hope so. I hope. I hope if if they can't make it, that's there fine. Ain't no, there ain't no ifs. They have got to make it. I don't give a fuck if I it's don't a know personal my- day or if you're sick, you're coming to the to the draft okay yeah we'll so just say i just that. marked my tab i'm in the draft yeah and troy i'm in we talked to troy troy said he's in so we've got some numbers here this ain't easy money frankie frankie this ain't chuck e cheese <laughs> nah. motherfucker next text i would like to see you do a podcast trying a bunch of different hot sauces get something very mild for the other sissies in the podcast so did you listen to that podcast with uh Salt and scotty vinegar. i i not the dog on scotty Salt and vinegar is a fantastic flavor. That's probably my top flavor for a chip. Okay, okay. So I was gonna say, if you said wing, we're gonna have a problem. Don't make me hit the heater again. <laughs> this ain't a heater, <laughs> for a chip. But I get where he's going with the uh, the diet. It sounds like an, a low carb, yeah, kind of thing. I get that. I respect it. But on a hot wing, it's called a hot wing, buffalo wing for a fucking reason. reason. That's right. And I, I'm not sure I don't have this number and they didn't leave a name. So we've already been talking about this and this is a great idea. I think we're going to get a few um, very like the like the hottest sauces in the world. And we're going to try them. Oh, we're going to have to try one at a time because once we get a dip of them, I mean, we're going to be you're blowing snot and crying probably. But we're going to do it as a YouTube video. We're going to put them know, on a cracker or yeah. something. You know what would make a fucking YouTube video? What's that? Some fox pepper spray. Yeah, like I'm going to let you spray me with some pepper spray. Level one. <laughs> what? How many levels are there? No, level one means to the straight to the eyes. Oh, level one to the eyes. Absolutely not, Bug. How about we just do the hot sauce and we'll go from there? Um, Can I put out a recommendation to get the hot sauce? I think it's like Trader Joe's or whatever in Cincinnati. Have you ever been to that? Yeah, have you ever seen that that chip challenge? Yeah, like the hottest chip in the world. I thought Chase was going to fucking do that. Yeah, I mean, we I don't know that kind of fizzled out. Well, we need to do it, guys. If you've got a hot sauce that you want to get for us, like this, we'll give you the biggest shout out. Or you can even come on to the show with us and do the YouTube video. Bring us the hottest hot sauce that you can find, and we right here, right here. In on the studio. film. Oh, we can do it on film. Do it on film because I want to see the fucking tears. Yeah, that's you got to do it on film. You got to do it on YouTube, but we could even do it live on air. Yeah. And just hear us coughing in our reactions and you guys really know what we're talking about. You down with that, Buck? Would you Would you be down for that? I think I would be down if you did hottest hot sauce to a cracker and the uh, shots to the nuts with the ball bat. You want us to eat a hot sauce and get hit in the nuts with a ball bat? I mean, Twitter would do it. I mean, I guess you're right. How about we get into the tall boy review? I got, I, I got, I got one. Yikes! Or raising hell. We're gonna, we're gonna save that. We're gonna get in the show with it. Okay. Tall boy review. Ready? You're gonna like this. Buck, how you feeling right now? I feel like I got five pairs of underwear on, boys. <laughs> you feel like you're back in what? What is? Would that be like your junior year prom? Ah, uh, every bit of it. Plies. 
I am the club. I am the club. Sitting out there just grinding, getting it on the dance floor. With my three-inch hubby. <laughs> yeah. Man, this probably would have been... I don't know if this was out whenever you had the Firebird. It's probably more the Equinox days. Nah, it was definitely the Firebird. Was it? Yes. Okay, we'll have to look that up what, what year this came out, but man... Plies, I Am The Club went hard. That was probably, still today, top five favorite songs ever. To me. And what was the one we were listening to? Chico B. Tampa. Chico. Yeah, Tampa. Tampa. That's what we listened to to this, get pumped up I don't tonight. know if this was ever played. I doubt this was ever played at a school dance. Yeah, probably not. But when you go to your... It was more know, like the backstage type your, of thing. Yeah, your college bar yeah. or you know, someplace that's a little more explicit or less explicit. This was played. Yeah. So, Buck, I went to the gas station tonight, and you you kind of mentioned it earlier that uh, you were at the gas station, and it wasn't as crowded when I was there. You went a little bit after me. You you hit the 6 p.m. crowd. I was I was there at the 5 p.m. crowd, so people might not have been off work yet, not have been able to make it to the gas station. So, uh, I looked. I, did you did you I look? look at, yeah, dude. At this point, I can't go into a gas station. I don't give a fuck if it's in the UP of Michigan or Napa Valley in California. If I go into a gas station, I go directly to the Red Bulls and to the Tall Boys. And if my wife's not with me, to the dips. Since <laughs> <laughs> you don't like you dipping anymore. She hates it. Okay. I, I'm, I'm trying to quit. That is my main goal right now. Uh, we we talked earlier about you being very goal oriented with this podcast. Yeah, and I'm trying to feed off that with you with my my obsession to dip. I don't think she realizes how hard it is. I mean, nicotine is an additive. It's you know it's addicted or addictive as all get out. It's probably some of the hardest harsh drugs there are. Right. Yeah, and nicotine, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's cigarettes and tobacco are it's hard. a challenge. Yeah. So when she talks to me about this, you know what my reply is? My mom did not raise a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hell, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's my only defense at this point, but I am trying my damnedest and I'm making progress. So if you come up to me and offer me, if you're a listener, hey, would you like a dip? I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> he's not going to deny it. Damn it, he's trying, but he's not going to deny it. So we got, now listen, this this tall boy that we got here tonight is a Steel Reserve Alloy Series, which we've already done one before, but this thing here has got like four or five brothers and sisters. We did the uh, the blue punch, and it was a blue can and black. Now, what we got here tonight is a spiked tropic storm, and this has like three or four different collars on it. This is the Steel Reserve Alloy Series Spiked Tropic Storm 211, 8% alcohol by volume, brewed for extra gravity and exceptionally smooth flavor. The collars are like a burnt orange, black, lime green, and silver. Now, Buck... Does it look like someone took a paintbrush and just threw collars on this thing? It looks like a couple of teenagers army crawled 
500 yards to a neighbor's house with fucking hopper full of paintballs and paintballed a house. Yeah, kind of. So, Buck, with this can here, without tasting it, looking at that top five. Uh, it's going four. Really? Yes. Arnold Palmer spiked as number one. Natural Light American two. Yingling Raging Eagle three. Bush Light Corn Can four. Corona Extra five. <sighs> you think the I think Tropic this, Storm. This, yeah. And I think the name Tropic Storm has a lot to do with it because I just, it bangs. It's one of my all time favorite movies. What is that? Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Ben Stiller. Oh, it's a good movie. Great. So, you want to go ahead and crack this bad boy? I've been waiting 35 minutes for you to tell me this. <laughs> it's going to be good. No, after, nah. Now, listen, we said the same thing about the Blue Raz Steel Reserve that we had. This was it's his brother. It was good. We drank it all. This is one that I finished. It's going to be good, I'm telling you. Wow. See? What'd I tell you? That's pleasing. Uh, what'd I tell you? Guess how much it costs. These are cheap. Dollar fifty. Dollar forty nine. Right on the head. Yeah, I told you I'd go in there and look. These aren't bad. I just didn't man. see this. You didn't this, see that one. I didn't. Must have my I had a seventy year old woman yeah. looking at me to the left. So I might have been more like my, my gravitational f- field of vision was looking towards her because I mean she wasn't bad. So maybe that's why I just ignored the still the still reserve tropic storm. See, we're back to the seven year olds <laughs> on the last podcast, huh? Yeah. Okay, so let's let's try to rate this thing. I think you mentioned it I, was going I, four. It's going four. It's knocking. I I haven't uh, a bias towards the Corona extra ever since Martin was on, and we voted that at like third. Hated that can. Absolutely. The, yeah, you don't like the Corona Extra. Absolutely hated that can. Uh, the Bush Light Corn Can, I love because of the background. What Ohio does, what Frankfurt does. We have a lot of dudes that just blood, sweat, and tears towards that shit. I mean, you're looking at the mini can right now. Yeah. And it's a great can. This is, in my opinion, taking over the fourth spot. I'll tell you what. It's going to be two weeks in a row that I've said this. Fuck. I want to get this Steel Reserve can in there, but I don't think it's better than the Corona Extra. But the thing is, one of our biggest advocates for the Bushlight Corn Can is Corey with the K. And guess what? Corey with the K. Did he vote? Isn't here tonight. But he voted. No, he didn't. Okay. If you're not on the podcast, you have no say in the, the tall board reviews. I, I feel like if we equal, like to make this equal. <clears throat> we can do it. I am two. Two of me equals one of you. Right? Don't make me do math at this point in the night, Buck. I mean, we've been here for fucking two hours and I'm getting a little tipsy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying math, but... If you and I were playing one-on-one basketball, yeah, two of myself might have a chance against one of Clayberg. How about we do this? Paper, rock, scissors? No. Odds or evens? We're going we're gonna to change the rules a little bit. And oh, then, we're going off flavor now, huh? People, are we going to go off flavor? No. How about we do this? Well, it, it, with that hands in doubt, it goes to number two. Nope. 
Crown Extra slides the four, and we put the Steel Reserve at five. I think that... And you're knocking the corn can out. The corn can takes a hike. That's the only way that this Steel Reserve is going to make it. If not, we're just going to leave it the way it is. Well, see, this is where society's fucked up. You're starting a socialism, which I can't stand. (laughs) You are changing the rules, and you're making Corona... Go from five. So you would just want to put the steel reserve in at four and skip the corona can? That's not the way it works. Well, this is how it would work. It would go to five. And you're going to knock the corona out. Exactly. No, that, that's not happening on my watch. Well, then it doesn't make it because I'm not an advocate or a supporter of socialism. Okay. Well, there you have it. The steel reserve spike tropic storm is, God damn, it's right there on the edge. Well, there you it? go. No, it's, it's, it made four for the, me. I love the beach so much, and I love Snoop Dogg and the way he did that commercial. There's no way I'm taking Corona Extra out for this Steel Reserve. But the you only made way the flavor. It, you didn't even finish the fucking can. The Corona? Yeah. Oh, I drank the Corona. No, you didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't did. hear the tin crackle. You were so drunk at that point, you wouldn't have heard it. You think? You got a yike segment. We're just going to leave the top five the way it I, is. No, are we really? Do you want it in there that bad? And we're taking the corn can out. If I'm not, not, I'm not going to fold. Okay. For, well, for then we're people. not folding. Okay. Tell me your yikes. Let's get out it's of here. It's not a yikes, but it's a it's a it's somebody that it's raised, a, it's raised raised some hell. some hell. So basically, what I did was Uncle Buck said, "Hey, we need to get some yikes segments." And I said, "Well, dude, my raising hell segments are basically the same thing as a yikes." So what you got for raising hell? So when we say yikes, like that was that was something that we created that yeah. we thought the fans would enjoy. So yep. just. Just think of this, raising hell. Or a, a yikes. Or a yikes. Yeah. When a Utah trooper pulled over an SUV going about 70 miles per hour and drifting across lanes on Highway 15 in Utah, he expected to find a driver who was either severely impaired on steel reserve, alloy series, or having a medical emergency. Instead, he discovered a five-year-old boy perched on the edge of the driver's seat his feet barely reaching the pedals and his head clearing the dashboard. Yikes. Now, let's talk. Now, we've done some pretty crazy shit in our day, but I've never, ever thought about stealing my parents' car at the age of five. Or like when I moved into the neighborhood at eight or nine. We, we never thought about stealing the there's car. More, there's more, but let's talk. Yeah. I agree. I, I have thought well, plenty it, of times it about been, stealing my sister's fucking keys to her Vespa or Oldsmobile. It wouldn't have been cool as fuck to steal your sister's Vespa and run up and get a milkshake from the local dairy cone at age eight. But guess what? We never did. We never. I mean, we were smart enough not to do that. Can I ask? I think we have. Didn't we take my grandma's aluminum around the church lot? Did we or did we not? Yeah, but we were at five. 11, 12. I mean, so this, yeah. <laughs> this story hit home. Yeah. Were we going 70? No. No, but the I motherfucker might have still been in neutral. No, I can. No, 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 it wasn't because I can guarantee you we were throwing dust and rocks around that turn in the churchyard. <laughs> guarantee it. Okay. So it goes praise on. Praise hell, praise Dale, baby. Yeah. Slingshot engaged. So it goes on to say the child who had taken the keys to the family car while his teenage sister was napping and drove five, five miles 
across town before getting to the freeway, later told the baffled officers that he was planning to take a trip to California and buy a Lamborghini while he only had $3 in his wallet. At least he was driving in the right direction. Was this dude who was five raising some goddamn hell? Oh my God. So this cat, props to him for making it out of the fucking driveway. (laughs) Yeah. Because at five years old, you can't reach the fucking pedals and you can't see over the steering wheel, let alone make it five miles. And then he got on the freeway. How does the little shit know how to make a ride onto the fucking on-ramp? It's, it's and uh, driving 70 <laughs> miles an hour, Buck. Hey, I mean, what that, the hell? That's why when you sent me this, you said, hey, come up with some shit. Yeah. Raising some hell. And this kid from Utah. Utah. Out in the boondocks. One in a Lamborghini and had three three dollars fucking bucks. We couldn't even have bought a Randy Moss card from Case Place for three dollars. He was raising some hell. He was raising some hell. Guys, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Sip and Serve Pod and like us on Facebook. Our email is Sip and Serve Pod at gmail.com. Send in those questions if you have any. Also, if you guys have a bar or any local place that you think maybe we could slip in for a live show, me, Uncle Buck, and Troy are ready. The Six Man Award. Troy and Uncle Buck. You you call us in for that shit. We're going to play some D. Maybe put up a bucket or two, but they're going to love it. And you're also going to raise some hell. Send in a text to 740-720-3537. Also, the YouTube channel. We haven't had any YouTube videos for the past two weeks because Corey with the K has been on vacation. He's our YouTube guy. He's not here to record everything. And I don't, I mean, I hardly know how to work myself around this MacBook and edit this shit, let alone run a YouTube channel. So we'll have that fired up probably here in the next week. Corey with K will be back. Buck, any last thoughts before we head out? I, I just appreciate the time that you take to do what you love right now. I've never seen somebody put so much like time and effort into something that they didn't shoot for. You're nailing it, man. I love it. Appreciate that shit, brother. I'm Rolski. Stay hot. Stay safe. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Sip and Serve Podcast. I'm not going to lie, man. The still reserve, it hit me. It's smooth. Dude, I, I told you. A dollar fifty. You can't beat them. There's like six different flavors too, and they're all lined up. I just if you have a dollar fifty-one in your pocket, stop to the gas station, get you steel reserve alloy series. And we're out.